Mute. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I'm your host, as always, Pylon, and we've got a few new faces with us tonight. So it's going to be fun going around the panel to see who all the new people are. So why don't we get started with one of the new people who is below me, if I can remember. Yes, below me. Sir Fire, would you like to introduce yourself and let anybody who doesn't know who you are know a little bit about yourself? Uh, Sapphire, I'm a Discord moderator. I've been on the site for 11 years. Um, I like to play Skyrim and Morrowind at least on a yearly basis, if I actually remember to. And for those that know me, I'm a Big Mac fan. So, um, yeah, big sloppy sloppy robots are my thing. At the end of the show, can we get you to just pull out like tons of things from your collection and show us all your paint jobs? Because they're really good, and I'm really, really bad at painting figurines. So I just want to... Um bathe in they, your... they're, they're all right there so i could literally just walk okay up. at the end of the episode yeah. we'll make Here's sure the that joke, happens though. Here's the joke though use the joke surprise can go like sorry man gotta go to the gym <laughs> it's true you are at the gym a lot that's another big thing you do yeah oh yeah i forgot to mention that too yeah yeah excuse me while i'm swole um over mm. beside him though we have a familiar face You'll see Lost in Hyrule, who has keep switching corners because I can never remember where people go, and then I mixed it up again. So he's over there. So Lost, anybody who's new here, do you want to introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you do? Yep, I go by Lost in Hyrule. I serve as a moderator over on the Discord, just like Sir Fire does, and I do some wiki editing work. I have not been there as long as he has. But Eleven years is a I, long time. Yes, it very much is, and. Elder Scrolls is pretty cool. I like it. I like Zelda a little bit more, given by the name, but there's room for both. There's room for everyone here. We don't judge, and I'm okay with. Though I just realized, I think the H is lowercase in your name, but that might just be the way the font works. Yeah, it's just it looks like a big letter, even though it is lowercase. Yeah, I think that's the way the font works. And it's above, good. we have, I was going to write Kiz the wrong, because that's what's on Discord, but then... I think Kiz is probably our best uh, bet there. So Kiz, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you? So it is actually Kiz. Kiz the wrong is me and Jancy behaving on Discord. (laughs) Uh, So I'm a wiki patroller. Uh, I used to contribute to the Fjord some years ago, and I hang around in Discord all the time, pretty much permanently. Uh, Go around the wiki doing bits and bobs. Awesome. And technically, Pylon, this is Kiz's first podcast, but Kiz was on with us during the Not Podcast episode recently. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't actually even know that. I so this is Kiz's probably... second time on stream with I us. I should probably go back and watch that then. Yeah. Or, or not, possibly. <laughs> See what happened. It was not canon. It's not a it's podcast. It's not canon. It's, right. it's not part of the... Yeah, we can't yeah. include it in the official lore. Well, we have a headcanon anymore for that now, so uh, oh, no. I need to update the wiki and have an out of, like, out of game um, section of the podcast on the wiki. You need to ULL. Yeah, ULL. Amazing. Okay, that's super nerdy. So, I also will note, I just realized, your label is missing, AKB. Um, I'll work on getting that added back in there for next time. But AKB, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Even though we can't see you because you're just an video of a guy with a backpack yet again well there's a robot on the bottom left and that's a basically his mark and pylon hasn't noticed i haven't had a name tag for like five episodes wait really yes have you ever had a name tag he always had a name tag i haven't had a name tag for 
like a month. I feel really bad about this now. I am I sorry. I started putting my robot there. I guess, uh, to be fair, you could just put a name tag on there. Because you, you can. You could put really whatever you want on there. And all within I can reason. do is just turn it off. If you, within if reason. You yes, within reason. Of course, within reason. Lost. Awesome. He needs to hear you say it, though. <laughs> it's not fine. true unless we hear the truth. Um, no, that's awesome. So, well, why don't we get over now that we know who everybody is and talk about what we've been up to for the past little while. And now that I've settled from my panic attack for forgetting that that was a video, we could discuss our scholarly pursuits for the week. So, since he doesn't have a name tag, and I feel really bad about this, and we'll go try to fix it later, AKB, would you like to start by telling everybody what you have been up to? It's actually been a pretty fun week for me, uh, which is going to be the opposite of our show topic. It's been... Just running along smoothly. I played some test games. Did I play anything else? Which I, test games I, did you play? I also thought you said test games at first, and I was wondering what you were testing. I <laughs> test a lot of things when I play games. Uh, like this week, I learned that one of our notes on our uh, speechcraft page was incorrect because half of the very easy skill checks for speech... Do not actually check your level at all. They are impossible to fail. Interesting. Oh. I never knew that. See, so I like yes, this. I'm... I like the scholarly pursuits where I learned some, something new from AKB. I know a lot of new things I could teach you. You could show me the world. I could show you the world. <laughs> awesome. Anything else you've been up to? Anything big? Uh, well... That's going to be for the news. Dun, dun, dun. Well, let's continue in the clockwise direction. And Kiz, what have you been up to? I guess you can talk about more than just the last week. You can talk about your time since you were on the Not A Podcast. But I want to know since, how you since got... Since the Not A Podcast, uh, I've been floating around the wiki, mainly not last week, week before. This week's been busy with work, so I've not had a lot of time. I think I've got about four hours in. So that's been about it. Um, it's been a quiet one. So, and uh, knocked 18 hours into Skyrim. You had 18 hours of Skyrim this week? Over two weeks. Over two weeks. Okay, that's fair. I was yeah. going to say, that's a significant amount, but two weeks, that makes a little bit more sense. Skyrim's good because you can play it in hotels that have dodgy internet. It's true. Whereas you can't play ESO or... Yeah. Do you play ESO? I don't know all these things about kids. I like we've just what met for the I've, first time like a I've, month ago. I think I've got about thirty hours in it. In okay. Since the beta. Oh man. Also What's beta. No I love having a token British person on the show. This is like my rule: is we have to have at least one person from like Britain proper, not the colonies. Canada. I don't know if it was the alpha. Actually, it, it was one or the. It was a very early build that I started on, <laughs> and then. And then I found the game in Steam about six months ago. Nice. Yeah, I was kind of the same way. I played in the beta. and I, Maybe the alpha. I don't even remember now. I got in. And I was like, oh, cool. 
I don't really like this. And then didn't play it again for a couple of years. So that's awesome. I'll be discussing Skyrim 2 in my scholarly pursuits because I have questions for chat and the podcast. Um, oh, dear. Oh, da uh, Anything else you get up to, though? No, that's pretty much it, really. Nice oh. and quiet. Nice and quiet. Speaking of quiet and nice, Lost in Hyrule. What have you been up to? I think that's a compliment. That's a, I um, would say quiet and nice is a good trait. Yeah, probably. Subtle hint to backhand, though. So... So, I did a small edit to Pelinal White Strike's lore page, just just revising some stuff based on the sources that we had, rearranging it a little bit. I think cleaning up the presentation slightly. Nothing major for that. And other than that, I don't care about Elder Scrolls anymore because The Mandalorian came out. And <laughs> like, wow, that's, that's what a else bold, is there? Uh... I am just like saying throw down completely. Like, should I replace you? Do I yeah, need to maybe. find a new guest? Yeah. Now, granted, there's not an expanded Mandalorian universe, so there's not as much to digest. There kind of so... is because it's called Star Wars. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's a but... pretty. Isn't there also like the Star Wars expanded universe? Isn't that a term that is used, or is it extended universe? It's uh, called Star Wars Legends now. Yeah. Yeah, they made it non-canon some years ago. Oh, right, when Which, Disney bought it. There's still yeah. lots that you could get for it's entertaining there, but the real thing is that of the actual Star Wars stuff you can watch, this is the most Star Wars-y feeling in a long time, and it's just so good. So everyone knows. Really? You should watch The Mandalorian. If if I had spent 70 bucks to get Disney+, and the only thing I got was the first two episodes of The Mandalorian, I would be happy with my purchase. Now I'm watching tons of other stuff too, so I'm getting even better value out of it. But it's really good, and Elder Scrolls could not entertain me this much, so I have not Elder Scrolls this week. That is my scholarly pursuit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I'm done with you. Just take off your headphones, drop the mic, and walk away. That's how we lost Lost. That's where the name came from. Well, fine. If you're going to quit Elder Scrolls, I'm just going to turn off your webcam, and we can move over to Sir Fire. Man, that gauntlet has just been dropped. Um, uh, as for games this year, uh, this year, yeah, this year, um, this week, um, I've been playing Cat Quest 2 since that's actually kind of a fun game. Not Nothing too serious. Um, except for that Dawn of War 2 I've been playing, which is in 40k. Um, just work and my hobby stuff. I really don't have much to say. That's always fine. There's always lots of things going on. Plus, um, Last thing I have actually played Elder Scrolls wise was um, Enderall. I don't know if anyone's actually played that. We did it on stream a little while back. I'm actually surprised as to what a ten person team. I think that's what the sizes managed to do. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. incredible for the amount of work that they did. I'm not even halfway through that um, main campaign. That's impressive. That's awesome. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So for myself. Part of what I did this week, we'll talk about more when we go through the topic, because it'll it'll answer kind of part of my scholarly pursuits. But I haven't really done much Elder Scrolls things uh, for the past, probably, other than the podcast, really, it's probably been about three weeks that I do not have really any Elder Scrolls kind of games that I've been really feeling like playing. Like, I felt like I haven't a lot to do. But... 
What I did do this week is I got a Switch. Because, so my wife bought me a Switch for a Christmas present. Because I have to go to Manitoba next week. Or this weekend, actually. I go on Friday. So there might not be a show on Monday. Um, FYI to everybody on the podcast, because I won't be here. Um, but we're going to Manitoba. And if you are familiar with Canadian geography, there is not much in Manitoba. So my wife thought it would be really nice to give me the switch to give me something that I have to do. I see Lost has discovered that I covered him with the lemon turtle. Remember. So, <laughs> he's, he's discovered where he can hide to get away you from that. You have been consumed. Um, so I got the switch. So the switch has kind of consumed my weekend so far because A, just getting everything set up, working, things like that. B, I am borrowing Breath of a Wild from a coworker of mine. And holy crap, that game is really, really good. Like, yep. unbelievably yeah. good. Like, I'm an hour into it and I'm like, this is the best Zelda game I've ever played. I will fully throw that down as that is my favorite Zelda game even from an hour in. I'm so happy with it. Um, I got Pokemon, uh, Untitled Goose Game, which is phenomenal. And I'm trying to decide if I get Skyrim. I want to find a used copy of Skyrim because I'm like, I've bought that game so many times. I don't know if I should buy it again. But also the fact that I could sit in an airport and play Skyrim is very, very appealing to me. So have people played Skyrim on the Switch? I have for a few hours, yeah. How was it? So, as you know, my experience with Skyrim is sort of limited anyhow, but it felt the same. It like, like well, it felt clean. Like, I know there's no I, mods, I, and I'm okay with no mods. Like, I've yeah. played on Xbox to begin with, so I'm fine with that. But, like, yep. I'm curious if it was, like, if it actually holds, like, this little thing's so small and light and it's battery-powered. Like, I don't... I hold it and I'm like, this game shouldn't be able to play Skyrim, but, but it apparently do. it can. It so, does, yeah. Yep. yeah. I got through Bleak Falls Barrow. I think was the amount of time I put into okay. it, and it was fun. That's awesome. So it, okay. it ran. I'm very Skyrim's quite an old game now. It is, but it's really? still pretty. Like if we're looking at it on the like screen right here, like it's still graphically intensive. There's a lot of things going on. The thing is that the there wasn't really a major jump in uh, the console generation, so no. consoles haven't really advanced that much in like nine years. And like this is a, it's an Android build essentially. Like it's essentially because it's the same processor that they have in the Nvidia Shield, which is an Android TV box. So essentially, you could play Skyrim on an Android device. Then, like, is theory. it actually Android though, or is it it's... like Linux or? It's, it's, it's a custom OS, but I believe it's based mostly off of Android. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, it's kind of crazy. And, like, you play Breath of the Wild and Pokemon and stuff like that, and you look at it, and it's a, they're great. The gameplay is awesome, but they don't look that intensive. But then, like, I put Warframe on here because I know a bunch of, like, I'm friends with a bunch of people that make the game, and, like, I was like, oh, I'll play some of that on here. And I'm like, it actually works. I didn't expect that to work either. And like considering it's Wi-Fi based and I was expecting it to be laggy, but no, it was really clean. I think it's underestimated because of its handheld nature. Yeah. Like you look at something like that and you associate with the 3DS. I mean, 3DS stuff, it yeah. can't play Skyrim. But no. then you get these games coming there and like you can freaking run The Witcher even on medium. That's the Witcher. Kind of impressive. So I was watching a review because I was actually thinking about getting The Witcher 2. 
apparently it doesn't do the Witcher too well. It doesn't really? it doesn't handle it that well. I've seen things it's like it's pretty blocky and chunky. Um, wow. So that I heard about, but otherwise, like still the fact that it exists on there is kind of crazy. So that's that's kind of been all I've been up to. I know they said they'll never put ESO on the Switch, which I'm fine with because that would be a challenge. That CPU would melt. Yeah, exactly. Like just trying to load that many people in the screen at that any given time. And I think Here's they how they get, get around that. Shield army. What's that? Here's how they uh, get around that. They put it on PCEU servers. <laughs> that way, no one knows if it works or not. <laughs> rude um, too soon too soon we'll talk about that a little bit in the news here <laughs> um but yeah so other than that that's kind of what i've been doing i'm getting set up with the shield playing with that so likely next time you'll talk to me it's very there's a very good chance maybe i'll convince see if there's anybody on in uesp that has skyrim for switch and just doesn't want it and will mail it to me i'm sure i can convince somebody of that um and i'll be like i'll mail it back one day i promise <laughs> But yeah, I'll probably have played Skyrim on Switch because I'm feeling Skyrim again. I have that, like, itch right now. And I think after Breath of the Wild, I'll want to get back in there with some Skyrim. Um, But that's kind of it for Scholarly Pursuits. So why don't we get over and start talking about the news? <laughs> yeah, I've released Lost from his turtle purgatory, so he can join us once again as an Elder Scrolls podcast. Um, so there's not a ton of news this week, so spoiler alerts in advance. It's going to be a pretty quick, um, pretty quick, pretty quick go. Um, AKB, do you want to let everybody know what's new with the UESP? See how I enunciated that UESP. Again, if you want to figure out the correct official pronunciation, check out this channel called Fudge Muppet. If it's anybody, apparently... so for everybody who is listening to this that has no idea what we're talking about, uh, Fudge, Muppet, Fudge Muppet, I'm going to mispronounce his name apparently. Oof. That's fine. Revenge. Fudge Mudget is what I said. Mm-hmm. Fudge Muppet is a, is he just solely at Elder Scrolls? I don't actually know. It's like game uh, three person channel. Yeah. Uh, they do games. They, they do, do games Scrolls. a lot. They talk about Elder Scrolls a lot. But anyways, they mentioned getting something from UESP, but I believe they just said USP. They said or US. USP. From USP. Yeah. Which is, I think, as I said, I made a claim in the Discord that you shouldn't make fun of people that mispronounce UESP on their shows because I think it is a very rational and reasonable thing to do. So I don't want to be made fun of anymore about it because it's not just me. <laughs> so... The UESP calendar has been printed, and we're getting ready to distribute them. There'll be 250 available through various different sources, and some of them will be available through the show, <gasps> like one we'll be giving away tonight. Dun, dun, well, dun. Obviously, it won't arrive tonight. We don't have Amazon Twitch drone tech. Oh, we Amazon. should get drones. We, that's not in the budget. That's not? But maybe. Okay, we can get drones. 
We'll get drones soon. I promise. No. I promise that's not going to happen. So stay tuned. By the end of the show, we will have our giveaway for the very first USB 2020 calendar. Yeah, so we will likely start the giveaway. I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit at the end of the show. Um, just so it's not for the audio listeners. Don't have to listen to me repeating 8,000 times. Hey, please enter the contest. Please enter the contest. So going forward, we will probably do during the post show, uh, do our giveaways for the things like the calendars and things like that. Unless there's a really big giveaway, but, um, what we might even do as well, AKB, tell me if this is possible. Can I give away, um, set up a link for audio listeners to enter? Not this yes. week, because it'll be too, too short of notice yes, for this week. That's but, possible. So next time you are listening to this podcast, there will be a link in the show notes for you to enter to win a calendar from UESP. And they are awesome calendars. I can promise you that. So Awesome. So that's all we have in the UESP news, I believe. Sounds accurate. Um, as far as the ESO world goes... Um, it's been a bad week for the for the the devs of the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, yeah, I feel yeah. So they had to cancel the Undaunted event, which started on Thursday, I believe it was, because mm-hmm. the new Activity Finder had a bug in it that was causing when it got overloaded, it was it seemed to have some database issues that were yeah. pulling down the entire authentication servers and um, the actual just ability to play the game. So since then, it's been kind of a rough state for the game of the over the weekend of it being either not playable or down or up or they've been pushing patches. So we don't have any real news yet on what is going to be happening. They canceled the event and they are going to be communicating with us. I believe tomorrow they stated today that they'll have more answers. Um, but we don't know what's going to be happening with the... Uh, tickets that people needed or with the um, motifs that were going away. So we'll just have to kind of wait and hold tight before we find anything. But it's, I can't imagine it's been a fun time for those guys over there. So uh, you can be really they, flippant about it. And it's just really odd. Like, hey, here's a bonus event to do dungeons. Oh, no, the entire game is falling apart now. Yeah. Uh, there <laughs> was another it's not better. Uh, issue with some. They said it was like a dungeon finder, like reward armor, which made you invincible in PvP. Like oh, you didn't have a hitbox if you wore it. That that sounds a little bit unbalanced. Yeah, it's so fine. <laughs> they removed that. The hitbox so... or the armor? <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? Obviously both. Uh, so they had a hot. Patched yeah, they had a hot that, fix for that. But it's been a whole basically week of them going like, "Hey, we are still working on it. We promise you." Uh, that's basically been their saving grace in my book is that they actually communicated what the hell was going on. Yeah, like so many times in uh, MMOs like this, there'll be major issues, and the devs will just clam up. And yeah, their communication, was... I I would say, has been getting much better on these kind of things too. Um, I'm, yeah, it's like one of those things too, like at my point, I, there's, I don't see the value in getting angry about it 
because I've been on the other side of it and been dealing with like game outages because the servers are down or an update went bad or there was bugs that you just don't know. And everybody involved is so upset that the game is down and you're so stressed out and everybody is on each other's throats internally. Like then you add in everybody externally. It's just like, these guys don't know what they're doing. Everything's bad. That it doesn't help things. Like nothing, none of that helps everybody there knows it's broken. Like sure. Bug reports are useful and things like that, but just like and, trying and to slam them. And... are useful. Because yeah. some bug reports aren't. Just, it's broken. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. you get, because I've get... got them. Oh, yeah. It, it broke. Dang, dang, crumb broke. Have you got but... a save file or a text output or something that you can send to say, this is what went wrong? Yeah. It's helpful when you can do those kind of things, but everybody knows it's broken. They don't need to be kicked while they're down and trying to fix it. So it's like... Cool. I this sucks, and this will also talk about this a little bit more when we get into our topic about burnout later. But that said, for me, like it's good we had that communication. It's... <laughs> that said, for me, I'm gonna burn it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah. Now, what were you gonna say, Gibby? Uh, thing. It needs to get fixed. At least. It needs to get. It needs to get fixed. Yes. To a reasonable degree, the game needs to be playable, especially on PCEU, within a very short time frame at this point, because people are going to start getting pissed off, and they're not going to keep going with it. Yeah, and that's what, I, I agree with that statement completely. I think it's just more of a, like, they know that. I think everybody knows that that's a reality. Like, it's been, in a, it's been a rough couple of months, I would say, for ESO, technically-wise. Oh. Um they've had a lot of issues while they, and they're trying to fix things. And so you can understand it's like, it's difficult to fix code. Code is hard. It's not an obvious fix all the time. So it's like, they understand, they know they have producers that are breathing down their throats saying, this is broken. We're going to lose money. Fix it. <laughs> like that's, it's, it's like any other job when you when something breaks at any job that you have, whether it's a mechanic, whether it's a dev, whether it's a marketing team, like people get mad at you when things don't work. Like external, internal, everywhere. So it's it's one of those things that's I don't know. I don't I don't see the value in getting too bent out of shape about it. They know it's going wrong. It sucks for me because I can't play as much because I have limited amount of playtime as is. So that really limits it, but. But, you know, I'm not going to start raging on people because I'm calling them, like, incompetent devs and stuff like that. I just, there's no room for that stuff. I have no tolerance for it. A normal game can be pretty hard to patch, but an MMO is infinitely more difficult because you have yeah. Yeah, many things that can go wrong from one patch. Yeah, and, like, yeah, there's so many connected systems that you wouldn't think have any impact on each other. Like, there's so many problems, but... That's really it for ESO news, unfortunately. Like, it's not a, there's not a lot of things to talk about other than we're just waiting to hear back from them. Uh, but Lost, do you want to talk about the exciting Legends news from this week? Yeah, we have this repeated thing of events happen and we get to tell you about them after they're over. So this weekend, Legends had another gauntlet, and this time it was called a mini gauntlet. And that meant that the deck minimum sizes were reduced. So normally you have to have 50 cards in a dual attribute deck, and instead it was only a 40-card minimum. 
And then for triple attribute decks, it was a 60 card minimum rather than 75 cards. So essentially it meant that every deck was more consistent, but you had less variety inside your deck. And I didn't play it because again, Mandalorian. Yeah, I was actually going to try to do that, but my issue right now with the gauntlets is I don't feel like I have enough cards to build really competitive decks. And then I don't want to spend the like soul gems to create the cards for those decks because the gauntlet's over in two days. Yeah. So I haven't fair. really been playing the gauntlets unless they're the ones where you can pick from every, like all of the cards available or it's like a, I also like the gauntlets where it's like pre fabricated decks. Those are kind of fun. Part of my challenge is that I don't really love just copying decks from other people, but I also haven't spent hardly any time to learning the, stuff on yeah. my own. So there's very little chance of me being greatly successful because I would just yeah. guess and then I would guess wrong. Plus, I'm trying to stockpile event tickets until I get to 222 just for a personal goal. I was at 120 and now I'm down to 22 because I discovered I really like Arena. Nice. <laughs> Versus Arena or Solo? Versus Arena. Cool. Yeah, I can usually get about eight wins out of them. Or no, there six is. wins. Versus Arena has the seven. Oh yeah, because yeah. seven's total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble brag. Yeah, I'm awesome. I believe it. Not <laughs> humble at all. Um, that's it for Legends. That's it for Legends. Is there, yeah, there hasn't really been anything else. Not that I remember. Um, Kids, I'm going to throw you to the wolves uh, since you're super not prepared for this right now. And do you want to... Do you play Blades at all? I played it once. So you are get it perfectly... to run on my phone. So did yeah. you guys hear that? Bl- Kiz has volunteered to be the new Blades correspondent. That's what I heard in that conversation. Um, do you want to explain what happened? I might happened? have just gone deaf, to be honest. <laughs> uh, no, I won't be that mean to you. But uh, we had double materials weekend for Blades. So it was, you earned double materials, not things cost less this time though, right? I think it did sort of everything. Did it do the, because um, that's what it did. The, this... Shopkeepers had double materials available for sale. And you got double of them from chests and stuff like that. But again, Mandalorian. But Mandalorian. And it's over, so... It's over, you missed it. Throw in a strong bad voice. It's over! It's over. Yeah, so there's really that there. Um, And AKB, we have actually some Skyrim news, which is kind of awesome. It's been a while since we've had anything to talk about Skyrim-wise, but can you talk a little bit about what happened there? Uh, the Alpha, after a very, very long wait, they finally came forward and saying, said that the next major release for Creation Club is this Thursday. And apparently it's the biggest thing ever they've ever done for Creation Club. Uh, I will still wait to judge it myself. As I've said, having tested most of Creation Club, most of it, I feel, is way overpriced. So this is considerably bigger content from what they've said. They've added a new Daedra. Well, not new in the sense that they weren't in the lore before. That would be crazy. In the sense they weren't in the game yet. Yeah. So they have, uh, they added in new monsters that it seems like it's going to be integrated into the world to a degree. 
I just don't know how much. Uh, there's going to be the Grey Cowl of Nocturnal, a bunch of Sheogoras artifacts, and there's a, more minor ones. I couldn't remember. I don't remember them off the top of my head, to be honest. I think there's a, also... there's a quest involving finding a lost pirate ship that is rumored oh, yeah. to be that the ship awesome. that Cyrus the Red Guard Ooh. sailed off on, and you're able to find an outfit. Yeah, the the Restless Dead. I don't know if that's what it's called. Or the Dread. I forget the name. Ignore me. But you find a ship, and you're able to retrieve the outfit that Cyrus had in the game Red Guard and the saber that he had. That's really cool. That is, I, I think it's mostly cool. cosmetic, but yeah, that's neat. They also have one that's just dealing with goblins, that there is a tribe of goblins that moves into the southern reaches of Skyrim from Cyrodiil, and they're using the pretty good models from Blades. I was going to say, goblins. are they just recreating Blades in Skyrim? Uh, I think they they're do just a lot using of Blades the, assets. I did remember seeing that. But I it's think also the same quest. So as far as I can tell, they are being led by an individual who they believe is the Blue God. And the Blue God is new lore introduced in Blades that they have a statue of Malakath yeah. that is painted blue, and that is their god. Huh. And so I think there is somebody that's probably in disguise based on the way the text read that is leading them and you fight them. And then there's a goblin that you could recruit as a follower. And he's got a special spear that looks awful similar to the Spear of Bitter Mercy. Is that right? Which yes. is an artifact. Uh, the I think Spear of Bitter Mercy is in it. Uh, mm -hmm. We can't use it, though. Yeah, only the goblin. Spears. It's it's stuck to the goblin. Yeah. He has a tight claim to it. AKB, do you generally get the creation kit stuff for documentation on the wiki? Yes. We should consider definitely. doing a live stream of the creation kit content on Thursday you want to yeah i okay. won't be able to but we should talk about having somebody do it okay because i will be en route to winnipeg so now i have a question we will we... do it tune in on thursday where somebody will be here somebody AKB will, will be here <laughs> maybe lost maybe kiss maybe we'll see who else can join yeah Fire? i think that'd be a cool idea um, but I was hoping gonna... they volunteer go like, yeah, I'll be there. What was that, sir? Probably... Regarding it, could be I'll probably at the gym on Monday. But um, I was gonna ask. Um... <laughs> hey, sit down with me. Regarding the creation club, That's the thing. The... can I just stop us for a second? That's the thing. He's gonna be at the gym <laughs> on Thursday. That's it. He's. <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong well, with that, well, AKB. There are the days in that, but I was going to circle back around to the first thing you mentioned with the Creation Club. Um, is that you said it was the largest one they ever did? Is yeah. that like um, multiple items uh, in one package? Yeah. Itself? So the, yeah, like the Shivering Isles content is uh, supposed to be the biggest release. Yes. Wow. Like 35 weapons and. Wow. So it's the Forgotten numbers. Seasons one that came out a little while ago, that's the biggest dungeon, but they said this one is the biggest as far as quests, books, um, new Daedra, uh, summons, items, all of that forgotten stuff. Seasons looks like. Please look at the stream. Yeah, this is Forgotten Seasons right now, right? Yes. Look at there. Huh. Well, I was asking that as someone that doesn't really use, use the Christian Club, because I was under the impression it was just one item that they usually release. This is news oh. to me, because, yeah, I, I thought it was just one item. But So several or, or of them packs. Are, are little packs where it's like a single quest that gets you some items. 
Um, for instance, one of the creations that's coming out is just adding two sets of armor that are from Blades. And Blades has got really good armor design. Is it the Watcher armor? The it's adding, I think, I think it's just the steel armor. Okay. Maybe it's Watcher. And it's also adding the ebony armor. Oh, cool. That I, has... I saw the Knights of the Nine armor had been added in on CC as well. Ooh. Yes. And that, it was yeah, the worst. That one, I think, is uh... the one that we most make the fun of for being bad. But you still have like a really simple quest to go and retrieve it. And they've been getting a little more involved, a little more detailed for the yeah. most part since then. Okay, you've kind of got me interested in checking out the um, Christian Club um, content now. Yeah, at least check out the articles written on the wiki. See which ones there are, if they've got anything cool behind them. Awesome. Okay, I have where, to do where that. Where there are articles. Where there are articles. Some where of them are C documented. CC coverage is spotty. Yes. Yeah, sadly, the uh, eternal struggle of a editor is trying to cover everything, and that's sometimes impossible. Yep. You need people that both want this stuff and want to edit. Oh, well. That's cool. So that's it for Skyrim news, I'm pretty sure. I think that's also it for everything news-wise. Does anybody yeah. else remember anything else that popped up this week? I don't think so. I think that kind of covers it. Creation Club is actually a pretty big one, so I'm excited to actually see what's going on there. Yeah, same here. Cool. Uh, here's some news. Oh. I'm somehow progressing in uh, Forgotten <laughs> Seasons, despite me having no clue what I'm doing. That's kind of how Skyrim worked for me, just in general. I was like, I, <laughs> I think I'm doing the right thing. Oh, I've, I've gotten further. I'm just going to bumble through the night a little bit more, and then, oh, look, something else happened. That's, yeah, that's basically all I did. Cool. Well, I think it's a good point now. We can pop over and discuss our topic. I was just joking that the... Uh, topic there was definitely not centered on the screen because in OBS, if anybody is familiar with it, the screen is black when there's a video that hasn't started playing in your like preview window and the text is black as well. So I was just blindly trying to guess where the everything existed on the screen there. That was pretty good for playing Pin the Tail on the Donkey. That was essentially I'm like it's somewhere near the center. We'll figure it out. Um, so we've got a bit of an interesting topic that I really wanted to discuss with people because it's something that's kind of personally been happening in my life over the past few weeks, I would say. Um, and I wanted to talk to everybody kind of just about burnout. Like, I think a lot of people think about it in the terms of like your career and home life and things like that. Like you just get burnt out. Sometimes you can do something over and over again that you absolutely love. And then one day you wake up and it's just, it's hard now. And you don't know why. What was that, Fire? I was going to say, it's like some service switch just flicks all of yeah. a sudden, and you realize that you don't get the same enjoyment you used to from it. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to have like a little bit of an open discussion about it, because I think it's something that it happens more frequently in gaming communities, and especially gaming communities that have like an MMO aspect of it. And, and we don't really talk about it, and it's kind of pushed under the rug, but I think it's something that's actually very important to discuss as it being a healthy thing that can happen in games and for people that play games and do anything in life really like personally like I've been feeling it with like my work's been a lot recently and then I would normally come home and I'd want to play like Elder Scrolls online but for whatever reason I just 
couldn't bring myself to do it. I was, I would log in and I'd be like, oh, I want to go do this one thing. And you start the quest and it just, I just can't bring yourself to it. And it's, it's a weird thing because it's like you have the desire kind of, but then just not the will to make it happen. Um, so I kind of want to just go around, talk to everybody about like if anybody else has kind of experienced it. So like fire, is this something that ever kind of popped up for you before? Um, you mentioned MMOs. I avoided touching MMOs for seven years because when I quit WoW, I just realized, actually when I quit WoW, I tried going to several other and it just didn't care the same type of joy with it. It was lacking that investment you had. You just felt like you should be, I, I just felt like I could be doing something else. Like, yeah. you know, it just no longer appealed to me. I looked at every MMO and was just like, I don't want to invest the hours. I don't want to go through what feels like it's the same thing I've done before. And it was like that from 2017, uh, sorry, 2010 to 2017. Yeah, because it just, it becomes heavy. It's like, it's almost a heavy thing to do. And like with ESO, it's been recent too. And I think, I think this is something people are kind of feeling and it's almost like a change fatigue. And it's not something that I, I really blame on the developers or blame on anybody in particular. I think everybody's different. But we've been going through a lot of changes in ESO, as an example. There's been a lot of times that builds are changed, things are changed, systems are changed. Because they're trying to set up the game so that it'll be more playable in the future, that they'll be able to do more things and things get opened up for them. But from a player perspective, what can happen is... It's just there's so much change and you feel so uncertain about things for a long time. I think that can actually lead to burnout coming a little bit sooner. I um, I do agree because you constantly have new content coming and you feel like the pace is going ahead of what you can handle. Yeah. And you just want like another couple of months to kind of just like kind of pace or pad through the content at your own, you know, at your own pace. And, um, you know, so don't get a chance to do that. If no extension comes out, everyone switches right over to that, and you're kind of just left being like, well, I wanted to do this a little bit more. Yeah, but there's so much new stuff to go to, it's almost uh-huh. like an overwhelming feeling, and then you just kind of back off, because you're like, there's too much to do, I just need to back off. And you've and I'm very curious, and I don't have any of the answers to this, because it's not my area of expertise, but like when you, sometimes for a game, it just clicks for a very long time. But if you try to start something new when you're in that kind of like, area that's like along the same lines for whatever reason you just can't get into it um like i've been having that trouble with Dragonhold right now where it's like everything about that dlc sounds amazing to me and it sounds exactly what i want to be playing but then like it's one of those like i get there you log into the game and you're just kind of sitting there and you're like looking at the screen you're like okay i should go do a quest maybe i'll just try to do one quest and you do the quest and you're like i don't you know what i'm just gonna go like watch a show i'm gonna go watch the mandalorian I'm going to go play a different game or something like that. <laughs> like lost, I think, yeah, lost. Like, is that something you ever, do you ever find yourself in games like that? Or like a thing that's always confused me, but I felt it for a long time is that I tend to like games better than shows or movies. Yep. And yet oftentimes I'll go long stretches where I'm not really playing games because I'm binge watching a TV show or I just am looking for another movie to watch. That's exactly where well, I'm at right now. Well, it's much harder to just play a game. It, because a game takes more effort. It's active. It's yeah. active and not passive, yeah. And 
this is slightly an aside, but the thing you guys mentioned about not wanting to get left behind sort of when it comes to gameplay, I was just thinking that MMOs and games as services going on now might actually be causing this burnout thing to be slightly more prevalent than it used to be. I think so. It absolutely is. Because login rewards, dailies, there's all these things incentivizing you to keep playing even if you'd rather take a break. Yeah. And I never thought about that. And then you miss out on stuff. You miss out on events. You miss out on... Even just progressing with your group. Like, yeah. that's something you can miss out on that's not anybody's fault, but you wanted to do dungeons or trials or something like that, and you feel like you just can't, so you miss out, you get left behind, they start saying, like, okay, well, maybe we won't include them in the next run. Like, things like that happen, and it kind of just, it starts to spiral. Yeah. Um, especially when you hear them talking about how excited they are, but you just don't feel the excitement in turn. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say I, I really felt that with Dragonhold. Where it was like everyone was talking about like all the sweet new lore that was coming and Naffy being in there and all the different connotations that had. And I was like, I kept thinking, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. You get to work with the dragon. Like it's kind of more like Parthy kind of back in the day with Skyrim. And it's just like, it's just been really heavy on me. And it's kind of, it's, it's, it's also hard when you kind of run an Elder Scrolls podcast to be like, I just don't want to do this right now. So it kind of disputes like one of the problems with ESO lore. Uh, I know this is a bit off topic is it's kind of been afraid to take chances. It doesn't set anything in stone ever. Like it's harder for me to get attached to something where I know there are no stakes. Cause well, one it's ESO. It didn't matter already. Like, because this isn't super fast, you're not affecting anything. But then there's also, but also, we can't really talk about anything because that'd be establishing things for the whole setting. Like, that kept on happening in Dragonhold as I played it. Like, someone would be like, huh, that's interesting. I think I know what that's about. Do you wink? (laughs) It's like, if you wanted to say that this was whatever it was, just say it. It it kind of got to me a lot more in Dragonhold than previous ESO stuff. And I think that's that's one of those other things I kind of wanted to bring up too is like I think everybody has a cause of burnout for a different reason. Like if it's the servers being down frequently when you want to play, it can cause burnout. It can cause you to just be like, oh, I'm just so tired of this. If it's the lore isn't fitting the way you want to. Maybe it's you've just been like kind of putting your head against the wall to try to get something and you just don't feel like you have a clear goal in mind. Like I know in real life, whenever I get like kind of burnout from anything, it's work I think is probably everybody what they get burnout the most from. It becomes a like, you just feel like you're like stuck in a in something, whether it's a project or a career path or anything like that. You get kind of stuck in a world and you just can't feel like you get out of it. So you're just like spinning your tires. And I think that's kind of where the burnout term comes from. You just keep spinning, spinning, spinning. You don't feel like you're getting anywhere. And I feel that can happen more so in MMOs than really other types of games, especially when they're limited hour content. Like you can play the game for 20 hours and then the game's over. You move on to the next thing. Um, 
But at that note too, like I do find sometimes it's like the genre I'll get burnt out on. Like I'll just be done with like a space sci-fi game. I don't want to play any space sci-fi games because I played a bunch of them and then it just kind of, it just wore, wore on me too much. Uh, there is such a thing as like getting t- exposed to much of a thing that it's played out in your head. Like that's a, uh, to bring back something we briefly discussed last week. Uh, it's kind of like Star Trek discovery. Like it's, <clears throat> Star Trek's kind of done. There's nothing more you can do with it. Uh, I've heard people say the exact same thing about Star Wars. Well, Star Wars is nice, but it's kind of done. You can't do anything new with Star Wars. And that's, I think, actually a decent example that after some of the recent Star Wars movies, people, I mean, some people are less excited because they haven't felt like they were the strongest showings. It didn't feel like Star Wars as much as you thought it should. And so you're like, I'm not as excited as I used to be. I'm not as thrilled that a new movie's coming out or whatever. And then for me, something like Mandalorian comes out and sort of rejuvenates it because suddenly something perfectly captures what you didn't even know you were missing. And I guess that's a thing where if you either keep having the same thing, you want it to change a little bit. But if they change stuff too much, sometimes you're not getting what you were originally going for. And that could be the thing slightly like what you're talking about for ESO, AKB, that they keep toying around with ESO lore, but you don't feel like they're expanding or committing to any cool interpretations. And so they're wasting the setting. And so that's one reason you kind of get tired of it. You sort of get the impression they want to keep every option open. Yeah, they don't want to close any doors because they yeah. don't want to... Well, which Whatever is fair. they say, they want to be able to use. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is they don't want to paint themselves into a corner yeah. where they end up being like, oh crap, we actually can't progress this story anymore because we've killed off every single antagonist and, and you've just saved the world forever. This Uh-oh. is a weird thing because they did exactly that in Dragon Hole. They brought back a character who had every option, to, every legitimate option to have had killed off. And... They yeah. just kind of go like, yeah, he's just back. Which I think is is them trying to get out of that, uh, kind of that corner. Is them being like, okay, so maybe some of these decisions don't actually matter. Which which is hard. Which is hard to do. And I understand that as a valid complaint. But it's also it's also a little bit off topic of kind of what we're talking here. Like I can understand the, I understand that that kind of thing can cause you to get burnt out because you're just you get tired of it because it feels it feels like what you're doing doesn't really matter anymore but i also can understand why things are happening i mean that is this is actually kind of getting to the crux with it for entertainment is that a lot of media these days doesn't take chances it is too afraid to be anything which is yeah, because it's, it's part of, like, it, I wouldn't say this is a cause of burnout overall, but I think, like, taking yeah. chances is doesn't pan out well for most people. Like, look at Fallout 76. That was a chance. That was not a good chance. <laughs> like, that's, but that's what it was. It was a full chance. It was just taking a risk, and the risk did not pay off. People say, no, I want more of the same. I want more of the same. That's why Marvel movies do so well, because it's a formula that they can plug in put new characters in, put in the formula and the movie makes tons of money and people 
are happy with it. I mean, yeah, that's why, like, uh, some directors came out and just straight up said, yeah, like, Marvel isn't art. Like, yeah, that was uh, Scorsese. Well, and... Scorsese said that. And yeah. then the guys that made Marvel stuff said, dude, come on. Well, from anything, well, here's what... he also didn't say it's not art. He said it's not cinema, which was more of a well, that's rude kind of. But like, yeah, that's kind of what I want to toy with. There was the concept is it's so manufactured that it doesn't take any chances. It's completely played out before anyone touches it, like. You go into a Marvel movie and you probably already know what's going to happen. Like, was anyone surprised at Endgame? Yes. Uh, with the last scene, yes. There was a the few entire, things that surprised me. The entire me. premise surprised me. I already knew the comic a bit, so... But there were things that surprised me in it, but... We're not gonna... If we're not gonna start a Mandalorian show, we're not gonna start a Marvel show right now. Because... I love Marvel, but it's not as good as The Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, and the reason I'm focusing on those things but is yeah. those are things I am burned out on versus Elder Scrolls. Like, you said you're a bit more burned out on that. Yeah. And, like, I so, so uh, Madame Tortilla actually in the chat posted a really thing, and that's actually one of the cruxes of what I wanted to talk about next is, like, so I'll read verbatim what she said is this food for thought when it comes to MMOs missing out isn't necessarily a bad thing because it's important that you play in your own terms in your own timing otherwise you're losing the thrill of the whole experience and you're not taking full advantage of the game that's a very important and very difficult pill to swallow I think for a lot of people I mean it's it sort of a subjective on one it's incredibly subjective right. right but there are times I think where the game the game wants you to log in every day to get that yeah. daily login reward. The game wants you to participate in events so that you do all of those events and get the rewards from it. Like those are things that are designed on purpose. I won't get into the debate. Some people think it, that's predatory or whatever. I think that's what games do. Games want you to play them. I... Well, when it comes to oh, go ahead. When it, when it comes down to events, uh, uh, it's as people we want to ride the wave to experience what other people are experiencing as it's happened. Happening, but when you force yourself to constantly go on to the drama of uh, Zenimax's content drip, I mean, it can force you to do something when you just don't want to. When you'd to want to do it. something else, but yeah. you feel obligated to. And I think that's that's very interesting when we have that. Like that, there's a weird form of obligation. I remember the same thing happened in World of Warcraft with me with uh, dailies during Burning Crusade. Like, it's you did the same thing. It's like kill these ten thousand little things to get one reputation, and do it again tomorrow, and do it again tomorrow, and doing it again tomorrow. And I'm like, I got to the point where I'm like, I have a real job. Why am I doing wizard chores all day? <laughs> like, it's hard. I did it, for, did it for a week in World of Warcraft, and I stopped doing it because it just felt like I was yeah. In a month, uh, just month. My uh, my, I can't say month. It just felt like it was too, uh, monotony. too monotony. monotony. Thank you, thank you. Monotony. 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 Yeah, so the, I guess the thing there is that not every single thing we do in games is necessarily fun. Sometimes there's frustration that you endure for some sort of satisfaction yeah. that comes that is, out the that other is end. That is what a video game essentially is. Like It's yeah. introduced frustration gave you a reward like that for, for succeeding cop or, or yeah. overcoming it yeah. that's also life but yes yeah the issue is that 
you know, that's a, a value proposition of how much frustration is worth how much satisfaction. And the trick is that if you take satisfaction in completing things, yeah, you yeah. don't always notice when the frustration has reached the point that it's not worth it anymore. Exactly. And I think that's the big thing too. Whereas I have a little bit of that with me. Like uh, it's like the daily login reward for a long time. I was like, I need to figure out a way to log in so that I can get those. And then it's actually a little bit of a blessing, but when I got the flu, I was not able to log in to um, other schools online at all. So and it I broke missed... you of that. What's that? And it broke you of that habit. It kind of broke me of that. And this month I've logged in a couple of times and I had more fun in those couple of times that I was able to log in than I had been having in the past previous couple of months. And I think because I was just like, I know I'm not going to get the rewards this month, so I'm not even going to look at them. Like it's not a, it's not relevant to me right now. And I do have to give Zenimax some credit to this. None of the rewards that they're giving out matter are breaking the game. Yeah. And I think that's a, and I, as much as there was complaints about that to begin with, that these, when they kind of took away that, like they gave away like a million gold in the first round of doing daily login rewards. I think bringing them back to being fairly low value rewards is actually going to be a good thing for my mental health now that I can kind of look at it from a, these don't really matter to me. I would much rather be in there playing the game than thinking about the daily Rogan rewards that if I'm being honest, I'm never going to care about. I already have tons of skins, tons of pets, tons of useless little drinks and stuff like that, that I'll craft better ones of. And I was very kind of consumed with the idea that I needed to log in at least every day to get that. And then I would log in and get it. And I'd be like, eh, that's all I really wanted to do. I have pretty strong completionist tendencies, which I'm learning to shake in a lot of cases like Guild Wars 2 is the MMO that I try to do a lot more of the stuff available yeah. to me. I've shaken it in ESO where, you know, if there's a special event, I don't care. I don't need to get costumes. I don't need to get recipes. I just want to do quests and nothing else. Yeah. And recently I got Link's Awakening for Switch and playing that was so satisfying because it's a much more limited thing than an MMO or than an Elder Scrolls. And because Zelda's my jam anyway. But going through and completing that was a huge refreshment to me compared to the slow progress against an infinite wall of pro of tasks that all the other Elder Scrolls have. Like trying that's, to level up in Blades. That's, it's not the same as beating Link's Awakening. Completely different. Also kind of what I wanted this to talk is about next. Kind of, uh, that's kind of part of the problem, though, is that we were kind of trained, yeah. if you will, to be completionists by the games industry for years. Yeah. Because that's what you MMOs. did in a game. Yeah. You completed yeah. a game. There was a beginning, there was an end. It's also a bit of an issue that MMOs have in general because the daily quest is meant to give you a constant sense of completion because you can constantly work towards like progression. Yeah. Progression is what else looking for. And some people really love the grind, but there are a lot of people that want to work for reward and then just know that they're done with it. They don't have to do it again so they can move on to the next thing. Daily quests or whatever ASO wants to call them, they don't really give you that. They just give you something to keep working on, keep working on, keep yeah. working on. And it's just more of the same thing. 
and it, to, to, to a degree. Yeah, and I think so. Here and here's the point I also want to make is I don't think any of that is necessarily a bad thing. No. I think all of these things are good things. I think it's on us as players of the games and things like that to, and it's harder for more people that are we're more susceptible to it to take breaks. And that's what I kind of want to talk about with like with Lost playing the Link's Awakening. Take a step back if you start getting burnt out because I think I think I could I felt it happening and I didn't do anything about it. I kept the cycle, I kept going on and it's it's very important so like the past couple probably 3 weeks or so all I've been doing is watching the like DC Arrowverse TV shows. I've never watched mm. them before. They're not amazing. I'm not going to pretend they're like the greatest <laughs> television they're fine. out there. That's the thing though. They're fine and I would just sit down and watch it and it's like doing that for a few weeks has kind of reset things for me. Taking that break and finding something new as an outlet to like not focus on that. It's made me want to feel better. And I think the problem that I want to kind of point out here is I don't think enough of us do that when we're playing something like The Elder Scrolls Online. Excuse me, my nose is apparently still dealing with my cold. We're playing The Elder Scrolls Online. We're playing Skyrim in its unending amount of content, apparently, because there's still a creation kit for it. And you get burnt out and you get angry. I think a lot of people get angry when they get burnt out. I th- you, you, bl- you need to look for someone to blame. You need to look for something to blame. And that's when we start getting a lot of the, like... This game is stupid. This game, I'm mad at this game. This game has let me down, this game. And, like, that's when a lot of, like, the forum posts about, like, you need to stop doing this. You need to stop. And, like, it kind of, it builds to a fever pitch. And with the way the internet works now, it's, like, if you post, I hate X, you're going to find hundreds of other people that agree with you. And then and then that puts you in a new cycle. That puts you out of just the I'm burnt out and I can't get out of it cycle to the I'm getting my dopamine hits from people agreeing with my anger, which I think is a little bit of a more dangerous cycle that you can get really caught up in. So I kind of want to take that idea and be like, figure out for yourself, because again, what works for me won't work for anybody else when they talk about kind of their own mental health, is figure out how you can break that cycle and take a break. Like for me, watch a new show, something you've never watched before that you can kind of get invested in, taking a break, like stepping away from a game. Finding a new game is another thing that's been helpful for me and something that's not the same thing. Like different, jumping... Different genre Exactly. Like, jumping from Elder Scrolls Online to Pokemon where I can play that and not really care about anybody else in the world, not have to think about logging in every day to get stuff, not have to... I can just play it how I want to. It doesn't matter. That's really cathartic for me. Mind you, it appears that Pokemon is going to add uh, games as a service mechanic very soon. Well, crap. <laughs> there goes You're me. You're still all right for now, though. I'm all right for now. But, like, I, again, I don't have to. I don't have to do that. And I, I think I'm becoming more comfortable with myself, personally, just by getting this chance to have this little retrospective. over. And I think, actually, not everybody can do this, but having this podcast has been a good way to, like, get kind of some feedback and some distance from it. Because I'm still doing the podcast and I'm pushing and I'm doing the podcast. And I could just be like, normally I would just do it. And I'm like thinking to myself, why am I not? I'm doing a podcast on Elder Scrolls. And I, and, and I honestly, like, I felt incredibly guilty doing the podcast for a, for a couple of weeks. 
uh, before I got sick because I was like, I don't want to play this game right now, but I'm still doing a podcast. So it's like imposter syndrome just through the roof now. Um, and if you don't know what imposter syndrome, that's basically what everybody for everybody basically feels it. But when you're doing a job and you don't feel you're actually qualified for the job, you think, oh, well, somebody else can do this better than me or I don't know why I'm doing this. Like those kind of feelings come up. And like that's been super me with the podcast probably for the last few weeks because I'm just being I like. I think you touched on something very important though. You said, I don't want to play this anymore. I think that's the first step. Everyone that might feel the burnout yeah. um, and coaching needs to admit if you think yourself even once, I don't want to do this. Don't do, don't it. do it. Yeah. I think and yeah. it's really hard because it's like, it almost becomes an addiction. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's fully the same way, and it'll be different for everybody. Like some people will have a very addictive personality, and that's a very difficult thing for them to do, or even to admit. But go ahead, Kiz. I'm fairly sure that there was a doctor recently in this country diagnosed. I think it was a 12 or 13 year old with an addiction to gaming. Yeah, so gaming addiction is in, and this this is a whole other side topic for me because gaming addiction is in the D. What's the name of the? It, there is a word for it. The D, what was that lost? DSMB or DMSD. I can't remember. Yeah, the DSM, I think. DSM? I don't know. We'll look it up. Nobody fact check us on psychological <laughs> psychological texts. Um, but yeah, gaming, the DSM. The DSM. Okay, so gaming addiction was added to the DSM recently. And a lot of people got really the DSM VI. Thank you, Skyrim Fantasy. That's the sixth edition. Um, a lot of people got really angry about it. Like, a lot of gaming communities I saw on, like, Reddit and Discord were like, this is a ridiculous gaming addiction. I play games. Does not mean I'm an addict? And I'm like, no. And I, I had a number of, like, very candid conversations with people being like, that's not the point of this. Just because you play games and you are not addicted to it is just like how some people drink alcohol and are not addicted to it. Like, you can do both. But some people can't drink alcohol without becoming addicted to it. And them being able to classify it means that now there is the ability for clinical trials to happen about this, for more research to happen about it. But it, it wasn't a attack on gamers. Like, I think that's what a lot of people kind of spun it as. It was an attack on gamers. And I'm like, no, anything that can look into people's mental health as something that they can really, like, dig into is a good thing. Being able to say someone is addicted to games because I've known people who have been addicted to games when it starts hurting your personal life and playing a game is more important than going to class, going to work, things like that. Like it's very, that's a bad thing in people's lives. And I think it's very important for people to like be able to get help and get treatment for those kind of things. I think it's um, just how the definitions, definition has changed when it was, first been talked about gaming addiction it was about kids my age when i was like you know, 14 playing it for like eight hours a day you know yeah. people saying these kids are playing these uh games for eight hours a day they're clearly addicted to it when that's not really what it meant like addiction is something very it's a different yeah it's when you can't yeah. stop it's you exactly. it's not it's not that i want to play games for eight hours a day it's i am personally hurting myself or those around me by what i am unable to stop doing anymore when it becomes a want, it becomes a need. That's when it starts to become something dangerous. Another thing that you can normally identify when you remove whatever the habit is, what's the response then? Yeah, is there withdrawal? People, is there... people that are addicted generally have quite severe withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, um, and, and so everyone realizes the idea of burnout and the idea of addiction, like. 
they sort of intermingle somewhere, but we are clearly talking about the one and not the other for most yeah. of this conversation. Yeah. Um, the one true goon actually mentioned that it's a lot closer to gambling addiction, and that's actually where it is classified within addictions is beside gambling addiction in the DSM. Yeah. Because I was looking at that a little while ago. So it's 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 they're they're on like the same tier of things as someone who's addicted to gambling as somebody who can be addicted to gaming. It's all about the dopamine hits. But I think that is a lot as I come back to the burnout conversation a little bit more, is like when you can get past that point of being like, Okay, I'm not enjoying this right now. I don't want to do it. Take that step back and you don't need to go yell at somebody about it. You don't need to go make your opinion. You don't need to tell everybody I'm quitting this game, blah, blah, blah. Like sure. Sometimes people do that and they quit the game because they're mad at it. But I think a lot of the time there is a, a case for I'm burnt out from this game and I just don't want to play it anymore. And that's fine. You don't have to play a game every single day. You don't have to get all those login rewards. It's okay if you miss a costume and it's hard for a lot of people. And I understand that not everybody can do that. But it's, it's okay to do, and that's really, it's a hard thing to let go of, but it's very healthy, I found. It's even harder when you speak to people on our Discord that contribute to the wiki, because the level of dedication that some people yep. have yeah. is unbelievable for some people. So I've, I've gained the, the skill or the perspective, I suppose, to be able to just say, no, I don't want to do this right now. But it is a little bit trickier when... Like, I am the Skyrim pinball documentary. <laughs> yeah. I am the person that does that. Which and you so need a t-shirt for. I need to get a t-shirt for it. But sometimes I just don't want to play pinball. And so it's been a little while since more progress has been made on that. Yeah, and if I don't guilty. do it, it won't get documented. But Either. I also realize no one else is looking for it anyway, so it's probably okay. There but will be that I'll one other person somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's curious. about how it all works. It's just not a super like I'm going to die if I don't know. Yeah, Skyrim Fantasy asked if I'm the only person that plays it. No, but yes, <laughs> we have we've yet a to few, find someone else. A few other people have posted else. screenshots and asked yeah. questions, but I probably am the one that you go to if you want to ask a question about it. Or go to the developers, which I did. I contacted the developers and asked a few questions and got some cool responses from them. But if you have a question, I'm betting I can answer it for you. So Wikimos in the chat actually brought up kind of what I was talking about. And their, their statement was, if playing video games is an addiction, so is watching TV. And I, that's not what it's trying to say. And I want to be very clear about that. There, there is nothing saying playing video games is an addiction. It's that some people can become addicted to doing this thing and not have that control anymore. So it's no, it's not that video games are inherently bad. Just like alcohol is not inherently bad. Gambling is not inherently bad. They're not inherently bad things, but there are people out there who do not have the ability to stop doing that. So you, it is, you could become addicted to television there. I imagine there's lots of people that became addicted to things like soap operas and they weren't able to stop and they would, do things in their personal lives that would end up hurting themselves or others so that they would be able to do that one thing. So it's not, an, and that's what, and that's actually the exact conversation I was bringing up where people were saying it's an attack on video games and it's no, it's not an attack on video games. It's to try to clarify the mental health and the mental illnesses that people may be affected by for those kind of things. Are 
like TV addiction or novel addiction things, or are those they're, subclasses of some other type? They're in a broad. So the way DSM classifies addictions is there are there is just addiction as a classification. Yeah. So those would fall under the big broad category. Then there yeah. are subcategories of those addictions, like drug. Mm-hmm. There's uh, substance addiction. Like which is alcohol, drugs, things like that. Gambling addiction, which is the addiction to the the act of gambling, and now they've added the video game as a separate subcategory, so that it can have more detail. research done, more detail, and it's a more specific and discernible thing. So and I, think I would people... guess that games would be different than like escapism. Probably is definitely a source of addiction. Exactly, but. Yes video games provide something extra because of the whole stimulus interactivity. Exactly. And it's not, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's a very different scenario. So that they're talking about and it's, yeah, it's not just that it's, it's a, Oh, games are bad. We want to be mad at them. It's like, it's one of those things that you want to know more about it. And it's different than those other things. Those other things would fit under a more broad category. Yeah. So that's kind of where that came from. Cause I, I, I did talk to a psychologist about that specifically. And they're like, I don't understand why people are mad about people getting help for their mental illness or mental health issues. This is the more because popular, but. this is the only time in history where people have decided to take something out of context and then overreact to it. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> but, um, well, so yeah. so yeah, our ultimate me- message for everybody is it's okay. If you get tired of stuff, you can take a break, and we'll still be here when you get back, except me, because I'm going to watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> You've only got eight episodes. You'll be back. You'll come back to me. You'll be yeah. back next week. Yeah. yeah. I'll still be here. No, Elder Scrolls is still cool. And again, yeah, if you're, if, I think the big thing to take away is if you're not having fun and you're not enjoying things, just try taking a step back. If you're really that angry or burnt out or whatever it is with the game, if the changes are mad, making you mad, like if changes to a game are making you mad, just take a step back. Except, like, just it gives you a little bit of perspective on things. And it really, and personally, like, I was getting to the point where I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. Taking a step back really helped on that. And it's really helped me kind of feel like it's okay to not play the game for a little bit. And then I'll play it again once I get, get the itch. Like, I'm getting the Skyrim itch. Like, it's just, yeah, the systems will try to pull you back in because that's what they're there for. They want people to play all the time. That's fair. But you are in control of your own self. You have the ability to say no to things. Just like I hope you said no to drugs when you were a teenager because you were too young to figure out what you were doing. Like, don't do heroin. That's my lesson for the day. But this, it's okay to take a step back. So it's a... It's a heavy topic for a Elder Scrolls podcast, but it was one that's personally kind of been weighing on me, so I really wanted to talk about it. So, thanks everyone for listening. We have to do a giveaway. We will be doing a giveaway. So, so that, was the, that was the therapy hour previously. That was the therapy <laughs> hour, yeah. So, if you want to hang around after the show, we'll be doing a giveaway for all of our fine folks that are live with us on Twitch. And just a reminder, if anybody wants to join us on Twitch... Which I feel like also that was a very abrupt ending, but I think, end, I, think I think we had a we had a good talk. Does anybody have any last things they want to say before I sign us off? Really, I think we no. covered a lot. If I forgot the calendar, we could have said hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, mm. um, I think but, um, Lost in Hyrule has some thoughts. So 
Pylon made a really good suggestion that if it is just tiresome to keep playing, take a break, try something completely different, get Disney Plus, watch The Mandalorian. This episode oh, okay. brought to you <laughs> by <laughs> Disney. To, to be ser- Family to be fun for everyone. To be serious, the longer you put off that knowledge that you're burnt out on something, the longer it's going to take for you to get back to it, be able to enjoy it again. If true. you keep, yep. Very true. Well, yep. I think we, you should stop thinking and just consume more things. <laughs> Turn off the brain and go. No, but seriously, I think it's, it's, it's a very important thing to talk about. And I think not a lot of, it, it's sometimes hard for people to talk about these kind of more heavier topics. So I'm willing to breach the gap and discuss it on our UESP podcast. Uh, but yes, let's. I think we've said everything we would like to uh, see, talk about, other than the fact that Lost is clearly uh, a shill for the man. But we'll discuss that on the next week's episode. I'm actually the advertiser um, personality type. Is it, oh, is that one or, of the or the promoter? The promoter, the promoter is I, the one yeah, that was called. I like that. I just naturally, if I really like something, I tell everybody about it. I've also convinced all my coworkers to try out a pizza place that I really like, and I get nothing from it. I just can't help myself. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So if you are live with us, which as a reminder, which I think I stopped to say mid-sentence last time, you can join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, or 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time if that's the time of year it is, but it's not currently, so disregard that last part. Um, we do giveaways. We have a lot of fun. You can chat with us before the show where we discuss everything we're going to talk in the show, apparently, and then start the show and do it all over again. Cause we're masochists for that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but on behalf of myself, lost in Hyrule, our new friends, oh, excuse me, uh, kids and Sir Fire and AKB, who is our valiant leader in the middle there. I want to thank you all for joining us. Killed tonight. by a robot. Is that, he just got killed yeah, by a robot. That's murdered because they're the same species. <laughs> AKB's actually... a robot. Yeah. This is kind of inception Sorry. here. It's betrayal is what it is. It's betrayal of your own kind. Anyways, on behalf of all of us, thank you for joining us tonight. We will be live again to do the giveaway in just a few moments. And until next time, hope you guys have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye for now. Later.